It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Thursday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. No promises, but we're trying for no coughing fits today. Yeah, it'll be first time all week. It's a good goal. That we don't have to hit the, uh, the mute button and... Flem it up a little bit, as they say, or as I just said. It is Thursday, March 2nd. Welcome in, Spears on Sports. Eminem Cardi's hotline is open. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line is open, as always. 502-414-1450. You can still get your free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, croissant or steak and egg burrito. I said there was no, going to be no phlegm, and there, there I say croissant. If you um, And you get also with that, with that, free of charge, fountain drink, tea, fizz, freeze, 20-ounce bottle soda. All you have to do is become a new Thornton's Refreshing Rewards member. Simply, simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your free breakfast courtesy of Thornton's. Hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I said yesterday, the Cats, all they got to do is not stub their toe against Vanderbilt. This is not your father's Vanderbilt. This is not Kevin, uh, what was the old coach's name at Vandy? Bald guy. Oh, yeah, what was his name? Kevin Stallings. Stallings, there you go. This is not Kevin Stallings' Vanderbilt. They've won seven of eight now. They're in the top half of the SEC standing. They may get to the tournament. Still got to win uh, on Saturday, and they still got to probably win one or two in the SEC tournament. But Jerry Stackhouse, who I thought was comical the first few seasons in Nashville, has become a very good coach. So the the quest for Kentucky last night was hold serve. You're at home. That should be a good thing. It hasn't been. They don't play well at home. Throw the Auburn game out. Maybe the Tennessee game. Other than that, they haven't played well at home all year long. Um, now, Casey Wallace gets hurt. Severe Wheeler, who had a medical procedure unrelated to his earlier injury yesterday, was not available. He wasn't even there to be honored on senior night. It's weird, right? It was weird. Now, speculation is he didn't want to be there because he thought he might get booed. I don't know why you would boo him. He has uh, gone to the bench, accepted that role. And I said this when he got hurt. Hope he gets healthy. They're going to need him. Guess who they needed last night? Because Kaysen Wallace got hurt. And don't start with, don't give me, well, you know, after Kaysen Wallace got hurt, they had a comeback and took the lead and had the lead with a minute to go. I understand that. Severe Wheeler would have done everything in his power to do what the guards in the game at the end last night couldn't do, and that's get the ball to Oscar Shibwe. When the analyst is begging you to get the ball to Oscar Shibwe and you continually don't do it, that's on the coaches, and it's on the players in the game that didn't get it to him. Liam Robbins got hurt in the first, before the first media timeout. Hurt his ankle. Done for the game. Adu Thierro is the third string point guard. That was not going to work. 
I like the kid. I think he's a, a hard, an energy player. He plays hard. He's a smart player, but he could not handle the pressure of being the point guard, and it was obvious the few times that Calipari allowed him to bring the ball up the court. It was obvious. So they had to go with Antonio Reeves, C.J. Frederick. Toppin at some point was helping out a little bit. But those guys did not get the ball down to Sheboy, especially in the last minute of the game. Toppin was controlling the ball? He was trying. <laughs> but the options weren't there. Wheeler's not even in the building, and Wallace got hurt. Sierra, not an option. Case of Wallace should have been the point guard at the beginning of the year with Wallace, with uh, Wheeler coming off the bench, and they figured that out, and then he got hurt last night. And I don't know how severe it is. Cal said the x-rays were negative, no swelling, probably going to be okay. We'll see if he plays Saturday at Arkansas. And all of a sudden, what this game did last night, last night you win this game, you clinch a double bye. You clinch the third spot in the SEC, which also means Alabama and Tennessee are on the other side of the bracket. That is not the case anymore. It's not the case. Kentucky needs a win at Arkansas, and for uh, the double bye, Missouri has to lose to Ole Miss. That ain't happening, not at Missouri. And Vandy's got to lose against Mississippi State in Nashville. So now Kentucky's looking at being the five seed, which means you only get the single bye, and guess who you're going to have to play fairly early? Tennessee. Tennessee's actually the four right now. I know. And they're going to be the four. Kentucky's going to drop to the five here if they haven't already done so. Now, they haven't. They're three right now. Correct. However, they're going to be underdogs in Fayetteville on Saturday. Two o'clock CBS. We got the Kentucky-Indiana CBS doubleheader Saturday, 2 and 4.30. Nice. No, that's not true. Indiana plays Sunday. I'm wrong. Once again, I'm wrong. (laughs) That's a rare. Oscar Sheepway, 21 points, 20 rebounds, and dare I say they didn't get him the ball enough. Uh, Now, a lot of those points came on offensive rebounds because Liam Robbins gets hurt. The guy with four names comes in. He's got four fouls with 12 minutes to go. They had to take him out of the game. And Kentucky just did an absolutely awful job of offensive execution. There's really no other way to say it. The offensive execution last night, uh, and look, you make adjustments. as a, as a, If you're a Hall of Fame coach, you make adjustments. I, I can't say if because he's in the Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame coach. But you got to make adjustments, man. Oscar Shebway was 5 for 10 from the field. Now, he got fouled on a lot of attempts, so he was 11 of 15 from the free throw line. Keep that in mind. But you get a couple of, of Reeves jumper from the elbow when the game's tied, and you get a Reeves three-pointer. with. And I understand the clock's running out with you know, at the horn. It's a good look. It was a good look. He short-armed it bad, man. It didn't get to the rim. Is that fatigue? Possibly, because also, keep in mind, he's used to going down to the baseline, coming off screens. He's handling the ball because of the injury. So, yeah, a lot of fatigue there. 
Toppin has been great lately. He's been great. Seven points, ten rebounds, one of seven from the floor. C.J. Frederick got the start, senior day, missed three three-pointers in the first three possessions. He finished two of seven on the night. Cason Wallace, before the injury, only two of seven. Uh, Antonio Reeves, folks, and I love the kid. I think he was a great addition to this team. Four for 17, one of eight from three. Yikes. Sheesh is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Sheesh. Sheesh. Kentucky shot 32.2% and had a chance to win the game. So it depends on your skew. You can look at it a bunch of different ways here. They played awful, shot awful. Uh, turned the ball over 11 times, only only turned Vandy over eight times. They still out-rebound everybody. They out-rebounded Vandy by 14. Missed 10 free throws, 25 of 35. Three of 19 from three, 32.2% overall, and still had a chance to win the game. The problem with the loss here is not the loss itself because Kentucky only dropped from 19 to 21 in the net rankings. Vanderbilt, keep in mind, is now 17 and 13, middle of the pack in the uh, SEC, only a game behind Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, in the standings. They're, they don't kill you now when you lose to them in the net ranking. They don't kill you because they're good. They're playing well. Again, they won seven out of eight. The problem is now you've made the SEC tournament run, potential run, a lot tougher than it was going to be. Because if you don't beat Arkansas, and I'm not saying you're not going to beat Arkansas. They've gone on the road and beaten Tennessee. They've uh, they've won some, some nice SEC tournament game or uh, Conference games on the road. Florida, I know Florida was without Castleton. That's still a nice road win. They've won some decent games on the road, and they can go in and beat an Arkansas team that, you know, is kind of rounding into form. Played Alabama tough last Saturday. But you got to win that game now if you want to retain that three seed in the SEC tournament and get the double back. Look at the history of the Southeastern Conference Tournament or any, any conference tournament, if you get the double bye, your odds of winning the tournament are exponentially higher than if you don't get the double bye. That's why Indiana's never won their tournament, because they've never gotten a double bye. Are they going to get one this year? I don't think so. The problem with them is everybody they're, they're tied with has beaten them. Northwestern beat them twice. Uh, Iowa beat them twice. Well, and there's like three or four teams right below them. Indiana's 11-8. and eight. Yeah, there's like three or four teams right below him at ten and eight, so still got one more well, game. See, Michigan State's not going to get that game back. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Unless they play it this week, tonight, or tomorrow. Hmm. They, when are they going to get it? They don't get it back. Uh, who was that against? Uh, it was canceled because of the uh, the incident. The, you know, the shooting. On yeah, Michigan I remember State's that. Campus. But do you remember who it was I supposed to well, be? Who, look and see who else yeah. has only played uh, eighteen good, games. Good call. Well, there's a bunch of them. Well, there's a lot of games tonight. Correct. A lot of games tonight. Uh, in fact, Indiana, if you want to do some scouting, Michigan plays Illinois tonight on ESPN 7 o'clock, two unranked teams. Illinois is a five-point favorite over the Wolverines tonight. Hmm. That's just some free 
gambling knowledge that uh, weird line. I don't know how to take advantage of it. Obviously. So you got Arkansas two o'clock CBS. This I, I've asked you this before the show, Scooter. To see, if, by the way, Vandy only shot forty percent and won forty point three percent. But when you shoot thirty two point two, Vandy hit eight of twenty four. Uh, three-pointers, so they did shoot it well from deep, and I say this all the time, keep this in mind, 33% from three is equivalent to 50% from two, okay? So eight of 24, 33%, uh, you'll take that. You'll take it every all day, every day. Uh, Jordan uh, Wright came off the bench last night, 23 points, um, and he hit the game winner. And, and look, it was a fall away, in the lane, difficult shot. Kentucky did not defend it poorly. He just made it with 2.7 or whatever it was left. Vandy, 10 of 13 to free throw line. But anyway, I talked to Scooter about this before the show. And I didn't know this until I looked it up. Kentucky only dropped two spots in the net ranking to 19th. Indiana's 29th in the net ranking. I don't get it. Do you understand this at all? No, I, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, you look at Kentucky's worst three losses, which the net, am I right in saying that it goes a lot off the quad system? Isn't that a lot of what it's based yes. off of? Okay, so you quad got. Quad one wins, quad one losses, quad four losses will kill you as Kentucky should have found out, but how are they? Indiana doesn't have a quad four loss. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, you've lost to Vandy at home, South Carolina at home. You lost to Georgia on the, the road. The Georgia game is getting close to being a quad four sure. loss. If Georgia gets blown out Saturday, that might be another quad four loss for Kentucky. And I do think that would send them barreling a little, you know, probably 10. It'll cost you 10 spots. I'm, I mean, even on the other end of the spectrum, you think about both teams' best wins. Kentucky's beat Tennessee twice. Indiana's beat Purdue twice. So that's a wash. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't at, understand at worst, it. If you're Indiana, at worst, that's a wash. Yeah. Because Purdue's still ranked ahead of Tennessee. Exactly. Purdue is, well, I take it back. Here's here's the thing. Tennessee's third in net rankings. Okay. Well, Tennessee's third. Maybe Kentucky's that has something to do with it. Where's now, Purdue at? Purdue's fifth. Okay. So it's not like they're way down the line there. Mm-hmm. Top 10 net rankings, which don't necessarily mirror the AP poll. Houston, Alabama, all right. Tennessee surprises me they're there because they they lost at Vandy. Again, Vandy's no longer a bad loss. It's not a great loss. But it's, it's, I mean, it's not an okay loss, but it's not a horrible loss. UCLA is four, Purdue five, followed by Kansas, Connecticut. St. Mary's is eight. Gonzaga is nine. Gonzaga beat them twice. Hmm. Texas is ten. Arizona, Baylor, Marquette, Creighton, Arkansas. Uh, so Arkansas, Kentucky beats Arkansas here at 15. That is a quad one win. Yeah. If they can go into Fayetteville and beat Arkansas. Kansas State is 16. San Diego State. Florida Atlantic still is 18th, 24 and 3 in Conference USA. Xavier TCU, who beat Texas last night, moved up one spot. Kentucky lost two spots yesterday, and then Utah State Duke is twenty third. Scooter twenty two and eight in a bad ACC. They would. I did see yesterday they went undefeated at home. John Shire, the first ACC coach in his first year to go undefeated at home. They are the highest ranked ACC team in the net rank. It's pretty wild. They're not even top twenty five. They are twenty third. Virginia is thirtieth. 
Then uh, Miami is uh, 35th. I like doing this stuff. I like doing my research during the show. <laughs> you know? You know, I sit here and I, 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 literally two minutes before the show, I looked at it and I said, I don't believe Indiana's 29th, Kentucky's 21st. Mm-mm. And so now I have to. I have to delve into it in the middle of the show. Sorry. I like it. I apologize for nothing. By the way, Louisville fan, you got a shot here. Okay? At what? Finishing last in the net? No, no. No, come on. (laughs) They're not even close. (laughs) You have a shot at not being the lowest-ranked power conference member. Might be California, right? California's 304. Louisville is 309. If the Cards can win at Virginia, this is what we're playing for now, Scoot. Win at Virginia, maybe you pass Cal in the net ranking. Just curious, where's Minnesota? They've got to be down there too, right? I mean, they have not won. You know how long it takes to scroll down to the 300s? Yeah, well, scroll all the way to 363 (laughs) or whatever. That's probably where Minnesota's at. the bottom. Uh, Minnesota does play tonight, by the way. They do. And Uh, that is the team that Michigan State got postponed against. Okay. They're not getting that game back. Unfortunate for the Spartans. It is, because <laughs> that's a win that, I mean, that could that would change their seeding, I would guess, yeah. in the uh, Big Ten tournament. For sure. All right, let's see. This is fun. This is fun for everybody. 309 Louisville. The teams between Louisville and California are Wagner, Northeastern, Idaho, and Fairleigh Dickinson. Cal is 304. Do you have Jeopardy music while I'm scrolling? Doo, I'm doo, a searching doo, it. Minnesota is 240. Oh, see, now that's way ahead. Yeah, that's way ahead. I would have. We would have had a whole lot of dead air. Bellarmine <laughs> is 261, by the way. Control F. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's how you find something. Like if you're reading a long, long news article and you just want to know one thing about it, Control F. And then it'll type bring, in what it'll you bring up see. a search bar. You can type in. Yeah, pretty cool. I failed uh, most of my classes in college, but definitely uh, computer <laughs> literature. Did they even have computers back I when you were in college? That hurt. Well, it was an abacus. <laughs> we added on it. All right, we'll take a break, come back. A lot of great basketball last night. System was 2-0. and uh, Pac-12 night tonight. We'll get to those games. Purdue is on the slate tonight as well. Did you see Bruce Pearl's rant after the game last night? I didn't. We'll Look, talk about that. Looking if, forward to it. Yeah. I would say see if you can find it. I don't think there are any expletives in it. Uh, Kevin Durant, first game with Phoenix last night. We'll talk about that. Kentucky-Florida women brawl. Did you see that? I did see that. Wow. That was crazy. We'll talk <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a that. brawl, but uh, Kentucky scuffle. women are back in action tonight. They did beat Florida by 15. Nick Saban hired somebody we all know yesterday. We'll talk about that as well. A lot to get to here on this edition of Spears on Sports. Presented by Eminem Cartage, right here on The Big Guy. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. Guy Spears in studio. Justin Kalen, Kalen, a.k.a. Scooter Dingus, on the other side of the glass. I don't know if I've ever heard my name on this program. You know, Trevor gives me grief. I'm doing a St. X game on the radio with Tony, and every time we come back from break, I'll say, John Spears, Tony Burke, back at St. X High School, blah, blah, blah. And Trevor will go, how come you never mentioned me? 
<laughs> I'm back in the studio. I'm I'm keeping you on the air. I'm running the commercials. I'm part of this broadcast too. Okay. All right. So I mean the guilt I I feel is real here. You don't have to mention me. Hey, well. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text into the show, 502-414-1450. Texter says, Tennessee lost to Kai Ziegler for the season. They already struggled offensively. Now they may not put up 40 in a game. Yeah, that is a you know huge loss, and the committee takes these things into consideration when they see Tennessee is still three in the net rankings. They've got Auburn this weekend. If they lose that game to Auburn, let's say Auburn wins by double digits and Tennessee puts up 55 points, all of a sudden Tennessee has to prove to the committee during the SEC tournament now that they deserve to be a two or a three seed. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that if they play poorly without Ziegler the next few games out. That is a huge loss because as bad as they were offensively, he was the one guy that is fast, could get the ball down the court quickly, could penetrate into the defense, and really get a lot of motion going in their offense. Vescovi's good, but he's he's not he's a standstill shooter who can get to the rim with that left hand. He plays funky. Uh, they got a couple of slow, lanky big guys. Um, the guy with three names who I can't remember, he's pretty good, but they're going to miss Ziegler. That's a big loss. There was a lady that called into the Kentucky post game show last night and she said, you know, with us having to potentially play Tennessee in the sec tournament and Ziegler going down with his torn ACL, yeah. do you think we can beat them? And the host is just like, um, <laughs> great question. Beat him twice with Ziegler. So, yeah, I would assume we probably can. Yeah, I think uh, they would rather have Ziegler in the lineup uh, when they play, oh, I don't know, anybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alabama beats Auburn last night. I watched the, a lot of this. The, Alabama has quickly become the team that you pull for, and it's a great story and Nate Oates can coach, and these guys are fun to watch, to a hated team all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Quickly. The Brandon Miller incident, no matter what he did, he was involved in it somehow, maybe peripherally, i give you that. Maybe he didn't know what he was doing. Maybe he had no clue what was going to happen. But first of all, the next game, when the introductions are made, you can't do a pat-down. No. Kid did it last night for Woodford County. You can't. <laughs> and, that, and we wonder why the kids do this stuff. They see it on TV. Yeah. And Brandon Miller comes out, and a teammate pats him down. Well, you can't do that. And, they, and then last night, Auburn, look, in-state rivalry, biggest rival. I get all that. There's a play under the basket at the other end. A couple of Bama players leave the bench. They're ejected. Nate Oates is in the ear of the referee who's trying to watch the replay, decide what to do. And Bruce Pearl's like, what, what's going on here? What are we doing? Why is Nate Oates allowed to be up next to the referee while he's looking at the replay? And Alabama ended up winning the game 90-85 to in overtime. Bruce Pearl, in his postgame 
um, at the table radio post game, not his, um, you know, mandatory media post game. By the way, speaking of mandatory media, I'll get to this. Cal didn't show up again last night. No, he showed up, just not very long. Not very long. Uh, but here's here's Bruce Pearl on the radio last night after the lost Alabama. Coach, just talk about what what Saturday represents now. Oh, just we'll get ready to play Tennessee. We were, we were incredibly outmanned at the end. Had three, four guys on the bench in foul trouble. Joke! And there is uh, head coach Bruce Pearl. There's Bruce Pearl throwing the headphones off. I, I'm sure he'll pay for them. Yeah, I was about to say, how upset are you if you're the production company? Throwing the headphones off. He had said earlier in that same radio interview, he screamed, our guys got smashed. He got smashed. Uh, talking about a play at the end of the game where he thought his team should have gone to the free throw line with a chance to win the game in regulation. <sighs> Alabama has gone from fun story, fun to watch. Brandon Miller can play. Quinterly's really good. Quinterly was, he was, uh, you know, knocking people's hands off of him last night uh, after the, he threw, a, he threw the ball at an Auburn player after a play on a baseline. Common theme last night. Referees didn't see it, but when they went to the monitor, what happened when he walked away, the guy kind of came up like, what are you doing? And put his hands on Quinterly. Quinterly knocks his hands away. The guy slowly puts his hand back up to his chest saying, hey, calm down. Knocks him away again. Uh, of course, double technicals all around. A couple of uh, Alabama bench players got ejected for coming off the bench. So Alabama's gone to, uh, you know, what do they call it? America's most wanted here, the 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 common hated enemy of everybody, and it's happened quickly. Are they the bad boys of the NCAA? I guess they're the Detroit Pistons. I don't know. Uh, they're all of a sudden they're hard to pull for. And look, I pulled for Alabama. We had a Saint X kid uh, was a walk on there for for five years with the COVID year, and uh, man, I would go up to Rupp, watch Alabama, visit the. Uh, uh, the family after the game, uh, ba- the Barnes family after the game. It was great. And Nate Oates was great. Hey, he's changed. He's changed. And the president of the university has, doesn't even want to comment on the Brandon Miller thing. You're the president of the university. His, the, the statement was none of our current stu- student athletes are under any sort of, have, have not had any charges levied against them. Well, your former student-athlete pulled the trigger. He's no longer on the team. And you don't want to comment. All right. Whatever. Speaking of of uh, not the only ball being thrown last night, Kentucky-Florida women. Did you see it, Scoot? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Kentucky is the 14 seed, by the way, in the 14-team SEC tournament. So not a good year in Lexington. After they remember last year, they won the SEC tournament, beat South Carolina. Yeah, but it was a miracle run. It was a there. miracle run last year, but had a bad year this year. They're 14th in the in the uh, in the tournament. They're playing 11 seeded Florida in that preliminary round. Kentucky wins it, by the way, 72 to 57. But during the game, and I don't know any of the names here, Florida player upset throws the ball about 30 feet <laughs> at the back of a Kentucky player. It misses her. But that doesn't doesn't stop there. She keeps coming after the Kentucky player who wanted none of that smoke. 
But it was the Kentucky player that started it. I, probably. I didn't see that part. So she got she got the rebound, or not the rebound, she got the ball after the made basket and went to hand it to her, but like kind of shoved it in her face. <laughs> and that's when the girl grabbed the ball and chucked it at the back of her head. Uh, so there was a big brouhaha near the Kentucky bench. Eight ejections yesterday in that game. Jeez. Kentucky, by the way, will play six-seeded Alabama today, tonight, 8-15, on the SEC Network. If you'd like to tune in and watch the team formerly known as the Lady Cats take on Alabama. You know, you can't say that anymore. Correct. Lady Cats, Lady Cards, Lady Hoosiers. Yeah. Because we're woke. (laughs) I don't know if you knew that. What does that word mean, John? Uh, to me, it means 9 a.m. every uh, every morning. <laughs> I wake up. That's all it means to me. All right, uh, some other news and notes here. Nick Saban hires Charlie Strong, hello, as a defensive wow. analyst. What's a defensive analyst do? Well, he's had a couple of guys in this role that have gone on to be head coaches again. He resurrects their careers. And Charlie Strong if he wants another job, is in need of a career resurrection. So he's done it with uh, Bill O'Brien. He's done it with uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Lane Kiffin was brought in as defense coordinator. So a lot of different guys, former head coaches. I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume they're friends of Nick Saban, although I I don't know that for sure. But Charlie Strong, the latest in the Nick Saban resurrection program. I think it's great. Good for Charlie. Yeah. Going to be at Alabama. Defensive analyst. I'm going to assume he's going to break down film every week and sit up in the booth during the games and give suggestions to the defense coordinator. Hey, we need to do this. And maybe uh, when a job comes open next year or the year after, they go to Nick Saban and say, hey, what do you think of Charlie Strong? And he does what he does with all these guys. I think he make a great head coach for you. And it works out. Charlie's still young enough to. He absolutely. Uh, all right. This is for TJ. A little baseball talk. He's not listening. He's not. He went. He's, he's on golfing va- today. He's on vacation. Going out to Colorado. Do some skiing. Is that all he does in Colorado? Skiing. I, got, I don't know what yeah. else they got playing. They got those dispensaries out That's there. That's true. I think. Might hit one up. Uh, yesterday. All right. I've talked about the rules nonstop. Here's what the rules have done. The games are 30 minutes quicker. The offenses are shining. However, I want to be fair. There was a game yesterday. There were 18 strikeouts, 15 walks, three home runs. So a lot of the stuff that we complain about, that the baseball, Major League Baseball is now nothing except home runs, walks, and strikeouts, there's still a little bit of validity to that. There is now, though, movement in the game. There's movement. First to third on a hit. You don't have the shift. You got guys are stealing bases. We're going to have more stolen bases this season. We just are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yesterday, the A's and Reds played. 14 to 14 was the final score. Are you kidding me? I thought it was the Raiders and the Bengals (laughs) when I saw the score. 14 all. Ah, I love baseball. I do. That's, I'm, re- I'm that's, ready for it. Look, that's too many runs. No. Yeah. Disagree. The uh, Oakland team, Oakland had uh, Oakland scored four in the eighth, four in the ninth. The Reds scored ten in the eighth. What? Yeah. 
14 <laughs> runs, 17 hits for Oakland. 14 runs, 12 hits for Cincinnati. Uh, and the Reds, Ed texted me yesterday, pointed out the Reds were 2-2. Two and two. Well, they're still 2-2 because two two. They, don't, they don't even put 2-2-1 two, two and one when you tie <laughs> in spring training. It's just 2-2. Two and two. Who's following the records of spring Ed training? Ed Peak, my friend. <laughs> Come big on, Reds Ed. fan, Ed Peake. Following that. I'm a big Reds fan, too, but I'm not following spring training records. Can you tell me who hit a home run for the Reds yesterday? Couldn't, no. Joey Votto? Uh, uh, he may be the only player I know. They had two home runs, three home runs, all off the bench. Richie Martin. Who? Yeah. You mean Ricky Martin? No, no, Richie. Former pop star? Christian Encarnacion-Strand. Who? Hit a home run. And... Alan Serta. That's Serta with a C. Who? Yeah. They all homered yesterday for the Reds. Sounds like a typical Reds roster. Don't know any of them. Richie Martin. Living La Vida Loca. Uh, the only name I recognize on the RBI list is Kurt Casale. He had one. Uh, everybody else is new to me. Alejo Lopez, he played in Louisville last year. He had an RBI. Hmm. The Reds used eight pitchers. Graham Ashcraft with the start. Uh, but the interesting, the fun part is the Oakland pitching. Because when you give up 10 runs in an inning, uh, the last pitcher, his name is, just for fun, Trayson Kubo, that's with a K, two-thirds of an inning, five hits, six earned runs. Before him, in the same inning, Jorge won zero innings. He faced four batters. Gave up three walks and a hit and four earned runs. I'm going to go ahead and guess that he's not going to be in the majors. I'm going to go ahead and guess that neither of those guys make the roster. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm not taking that bet. That's not the Eastern Michigan bet I'm going to take <laughs> with you. Uh, so, Reds, a 14 14. All right, NBA, quickly. Well, let's do this after the break. I didn't realize it was so late. So much fun talking Bruce Pearl in Alabama. We'll take a break, come back, NBA, we'll go over the action last night, get you set for tonight's lineups, and college basketball as well. Fun night last night, we'll uh, recap all the games and look ahead to tonight. 2-0 system last night, two more system games tonight, we'll tell you what they are. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Well, yeah. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. Scott Spears in studio. Final segment on this Thursday. Eminem Cartage hotline remains open. 502-384-1450. You'd like to join in on conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Texter says, baseball question mark. Which team or teams win 100 games this year? I need to start a game plan for betting baseball because college basketball is killing me. Yeah, Dodgers. I'm right there with you. Well, Dodgers, Padres. Yankees. Now they're in the same division, so unlikely they both win 100. Yankees are going to be good. Cubs, of course. Okay, I'm just kidding. About Don't it. sleep on the Braves. Reds. You know what? The Mets. Mets. They lost to Grom, but they, they picked up Verlander and uh, – Mets are going to be good. Didn't get Correa though. I would, I would if I if you said one team, I'd pick the Astros, just because they're the Astros. Seems like they win a hundred. They got every that year. winning culture. 
Uh, Seattle's, I think, is going to be good in that division. Oakland's still going to be Oakland. Is Dusty still at Houston? Dusty's still at Houston. Uh, Seattle's made some changes. I think they're going to be good, but not great. Uh, and the Angels are still the Angels. They've got the maybe the best two players on the planet in Otani and Trout, and they'll finish with uh, you know seven, 72 70 wins. wins. Yeah. So there you go. There's my answer to you, Texter. Houston. Bet them every game. Minus give the run. Give the run yeah, and a half exactly, every game. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> All right, NBA last night. Before I get to college basketball, Kevin Durant made his debut with Phoenix. The Suns beat. Charlotte 105-91. Charlotte, of course, without LaMelo Ball, he broke his, fractured his ankle. He's out for the year. Uh, Durant had 23 points last night in his debut. Devin Booker, 37 for Phoenix in the win. Chicago beat Detroit 117-115. Zach Levine, 41. Boston over Cleveland on ESPN last night, 117-113. Jason Tatum, 41 for the Celtics. Donovan Mitchell, 44 for the Cavaliers. The Cavs are my postseason sleeper. Hmm. Right? Postseason sleeper. I don't agree with that. Uh, you rarely agree with, uh, I'm going to go with almost anything I say. I mean, can the Cavs beat either Boston or Milwaukee? I just don't see it. <sighs> probably not. I'm going to be honest, probably not. But they're fourth in the East right now. Um, game and a half ahead of the Knicks. By the way, the Knicks won seven in a row now. That's nothing because the Bucks have won sixteen in a row. Will the Bucks ever lose again? Yes. But my my long shot in the East is going to be Cleveland. I I just they're capable. I think I'm on the Knicks train. They're capable. Knicks are hot right now. Knicks put up put up one forty two last night. That'll do. Uh, Nick 142, Brooklyn 118, Jalen Brunson 39, seventh straight win for the New York Knickerbockers. Philadelphia beat Miami 119 to 96. Tyrese Maxey 27 for the Sixers. Memphis over the a terrible Houston team 113 to 99. Desmond Bain scored 30 for the Grizzlies. Milwaukee won their 16th straight, beating Orlando 139 117. Giannis had 31 in that one. Lakers beat Oklahoma City. Lakers will win without LeBron. In fact, when you look at the starting lineup for the Los Angeles University Lakers last night, Anthony Davis sat again with an undisclosed injury. Malik Beasley, Troy Brown Jr., Mo Bamba, Jared Vanderbilt, Dennis Schroeder. Wow. That was your Lakers starting lineup last night. And they beat Oklahoma City on the road, 123-117. Schroeder, 26 for the Lakers last night. And New Orleans beat Portland, 121-110. Brandon Ingram, 40. Damian Lillard had an off night, 41 for Portland. By the way, you said AD was out for injury, but did you see Charles Barkley's quote on load management the other day? I did not go. He said, uh, wait a minute, you're going to make $70 million and you can't play basketball three or four days a week. They fly private. They got the best medical staff ever created. Can't play two nights in a row. People working the steel mill every day. I'm pretty sure they're tired too, but they go to work every day. <laughs> That's why you love Chuck. Oh, yeah. Right? Chuck just tells you the truth. He doesn't care whose feelings he hurts. I remember when he got on Draymond Green, he hates load management. 
Uh, and I think that's why he's such a LeBron fan. LeBron does not hide behind load management. Giannis hates load management. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes he's forced to do it. He hates it. All right, college last night, system was 2-0. and Ohio State, who Scooter hated yesterday. Hated. Beats Maryland outright 73-62 to as a two-point underdog. And then uh, Notre Dame. Mike Bray's final home game as head coach of the Irish. He's been there for 68 years. Is that, is that right? Is that accurate? <laughs> Close enough. 88-81 over Pitt, who just recently got in, back into the top 25. Pitt in Kentucky, welcome back into the top 25, and goodbye. You're leaving next week. If I'd have known that was the final home game for Mike Bray, I would have went with you. I said it yesterday. I'm, I wasn't listening. Yeah, that's usually the case. <laughs> Two games tonight. Purdue at Wisconsin. Do you know the spread without looking? I do, yeah. All right. Uh, I got it at four. Purdue's four-point favorite. Same. Over Whiskey. Whiskey 16-12. and 12, Coming off that disappointing overtime loss at Michigan the other day that they had a shot to win at the end. Um, Purdue's just not playing good basketball right now. It's, it's really that simple. System says take Wisconsin and the four. Uh, 9 o'clock, by the way, FS1. 11 o'clock on ESPN, get your nap in, because Arizona, number eight in the country, is headed to Southern Cal. Southern Cal's 21-8. and eight. Right now, they're not in the tournament. Arizona, UCLA, I think, are the only two in the tournament from the Pac-12. USC has the exact same record as Arizona in the Pac-12. Well, maybe USC's in then. I'm probably wrong about that. USC They're is 21-8. and eight. Only so. a one-and-a-half point underdog there. That seems like free candy, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I hate both those but lines. But the system says take USC. Uh, all right, last night Alabama, I mentioned, beat Auburn in overtime. TCU over Texas and another of the many, many, many Big 12 top 25 matchups. TCU at home with a 75-73 win. 22nd-ranked Horn Frogs over the ninth-ranked Longhorns. The game of the night, of course, Gonzaga and Chicago State. <laughs> the Bulldogs cover 26 and five Zags, 104. Chicago State 65. Gonzaga Man. with the with the easy cover last night, and the game went over. By the way, uh, 11th-ranked Kansas State beat Oklahoma 85-69. Sooners got to win the Big 12 tournament to get in. They're 14 and 16 now. They've taken a bit of a nosedive. Remember Oklahoma beat Alabama by about 40? Yeah. College basketball, man. 14th ranked Connecticut beat DePaul 88 59. I texted Tony Burke a, a screenshot of the early score. It was 27 to 2 UConn. That was after DePaul was leading 2 to nothing. I, that I did not know. Yeah, it was a 27 nothing run. Oh. <sighs> So uh, DePaul stinks. Tony, what Tony said yesterday, never bet on DePaul. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so UConn covered that one easy. Uh, really good, fun game to watch last night. Xavier and Providence. At Providence, Ed Cooley got teed up. He was not happy with the officials. Sean Miller's team uh, goes on the road and beats Providence 94-89. to a lot of, uh, I don't want to say bad defense, but actually a lot of good offense in that game. Those Big East teams are underrated, man. Keep that in mind when tournament time rolls around. Tonight, other than the uh, two system games, uh, number one in the country, Houston, 27-2, and is hosting Wichita State. Uh, Houston's 17-and-a-half in that one on ESPN2, 7 o'clock. Houston does not cover. 
Dun, dun, dun. Shocker's about to shock him. <laughs> and at 9 o'clock, Arizona State, another Pac-12 game, is at fourth-ranked UCLA. Keep this in mind. Arizona State is coming off of that 60-foot buzzer beater to win at Arizona on Saturday. Now they go to UCLA. It is a recipe for disaster for mm-hmm. Arizona State here in Bobby Hurley. Fourth-ranked UCLA is, uh, who I do not believe in, by the way, is an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. It seems high after what happened in uh, at Arizona the other night in Tucson. I think UCLA might win this one by 25. I think you're right. The emotions of the other night will come back to haunt Arizona State. Michigan-Illinois tonight. That's an ESPN uh, 7 o'clock game, two unranked teams. Keep in mind, and I said this, and I'll say it. I'll go ahead and say it today. I was going to save it for tomorrow. I, I'm not saying it's going to be part of the six-pack. I think Indiana's going to destroy Michigan on Sunday. Mike Woodson is so angry Hope about, right. about mostly about his team's defense. And remember this, Scoots. The last time he was mad about their defense, their defense got a lot better really quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Illinois, Illinois five-point favorite here. Are you surprised by that? Michigan's mm. been playing okay. And is Illinois in the field? I'm, uh, I'm saying yes. I would say yes, too. Is Michigan in the field? Even though I think Michigan's higher in the Big Ten standings. Yeah, Michigan's but, in third in the Big Ten. But their overall record's not great. Michigan but, is overall 17-12. and 12, So, yeah, yeah they're going to be sketchy. They need a win on Sunday. But uh, if you're the committee and Michigan is, let's say, 18-13, and 13, let's say they win tonight, lose at Indiana, okay? They're 18 and 13, but they're top five in the Big Ten. And you're going to take seven, eight Big Ten teams. Mm-hmm. If not more. How do you keep Michigan out? Don't know that you do. How, is Rutgers going to make it? They were, they were the cream of the crop early in the they're Big Ten. They're 18 season. and 11, so they're, they're on the edge, too, I would imagine. They played tonight. They, they got uh, Minnesota tonight? Correct, yeah. That, look, that's in the barn. If you're Rutgers, you better win that game. Tough place to play. I know, but you better win that game if you're Rutgers. Uh, NBA tonight, two games on TNT, Philadelphia at Dallas. Let's see if the Kyrie and Luka combo can win a game. They've only won one since they've been together. Dallas a four-point favorite there at home, 730. The late game on TNT tonight, Clippers and Golden State. Clippers on the road, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Golden State can't win on the road. They've just been awful. But they usually play a lot better at home. Still no Steph Curry. Um, I don't know who carries the load there. The Clippers and Russell Westbrook, uh, I guess this is another test tonight. Is Russell Westbrook, is he a cancer now on anybody? Oh, yeah. I mean, him and him and Kyrie are the exact same player to me and what they do to a team's chemistry. But at least Kyrie can shoot a jump shot. Yeah, no, Kyrie's a better player. But in terms of what they do to a team's chemistry, same player. I love what Ty Lue said, the head coach of the Clippers. Oh, man, we're just so glad to have him. Blah. Okay. All right. How many people? Your nose is growing, Ty. <laughs> uh, don't forget, tomorrow night, Indiana, Southern Indiana High School basketball. Matt will be in Seymour at 6 o'clock for Jeffersonville and Jennings County. I will follow immediately at 7.30 from Southwestern Hanover as Brownstown takes on the Providence Pioneers. We'll also have updates during that game from the New Albany game as well. 
Thanks for listening. Back at it tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X.